A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast Feed. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsok. And this is the Clone Wars Report. <laughs> the news is now being announced by Akira Dak. Yes. <laughs> I actually would like that if real world news started instead of <laughs> with, a, a da, 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 with a just a primal scream yeah. of some kind. <laughs> it would be more honest. On the wings of Kiridax. Yes. Okay, you have anticipated my very first question. So uh, we Uh-oh. are here to discuss the third episode of season seven <laughs> of The Clone Wars, which is titled On the Wings of Kiridax. And the first question I wanted to ask you, big music fan, you're a yeah. DJ. Yeah. W- what band, what singer... 
uh, would write and sing the song on the wings of Kiridax. Who does that? Who does that actual song I made reference to? The, on the, on wing, the wings of love. Of the uh, 80s? Yeah, I think yeah. it's... I can't remember that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, definitely wasn't the 90s. Uh, yeah, I think I would love to see uh, uh, in Star Wars universe this song done. Yeah, On the Wings of oh, Caradax. Yeah. It's yeah. just such a soft rock hit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Wonderfully titled. Yeah. I, I don't know what's one... I, I'm... I'm starting to forget anything I had known from the the animatic versions of this and everything. Oh, good. Which is nice. Um, but I can't, I was like, was this originally the title? Or did someone, it was like, you know what would be funny? <laughs> <laughs> Name this a song title. On the Wings of Kiridax. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I think it maybe could pop up in John Hughes film. Yeah. Right, you know. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Jedi Academy by John Hughes. On the Wings of Kiridax. Anyway, uh, we are going to dive in here. We always like to talk about our actual viewing process. Yeah. Did you stay up late to watch it, or has this settled into a morning routine of some kind uh, for you? This, well, uh, I was traveling this past week, so I was in Vegas the night it came out, and, and definitely up late, but not watching The Clone Wars. <laughs> uh, so it was a comeback Saturday, settle in and watch it. And as you and I talk about, like, you know, that first viewing is, it's for me. Yeah. And that almost ended up being the only viewing. And I was oh, like, really? oh, boy, I'm going to show up to this episode really unprepared today. <laughs> I was able to get one in this morning uh, just to, when you suddenly get an email that says, your rental car is due now. And I had to rush over at like 8 in the morning and get it back. Um, on the wings of on rental cars. On the wings of a Sentra. <laughs> uh, but I was able to watch it again. So it was a different experience this week. But it's nice. This was a week where it was nice to be like, oh, I got a Clone Wars to watch. Yeah. Like, oh, that's there for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I was in the same position where I like staying up late, especially for The Mandalorian. That was really fun. But there's something I think maybe it is because as adult as it can be, it's a... It's a cartoon. Yeah. It's fun to watch in the morning. I got up yeah. uh, on, on Friday morning this time. Uh, my wife had bought some crumpets and some salmon. So I had some crumpets and salmon nice. and Kiradax. It was very, <laughs> I felt very elegant. It was lovely. Where does uh, one buy crumpets locally? <laughs> uh, I think uh, not Ralph's. Maybe Ralph's. Uh, yeah, Gelson's. Gelson's. I think, I think it's a Gelson's, Gelson's purchase. Okay. They're not as exotic as they say. They always get used for, oh, oh are you going to yeah, get crumpets? Yeah. Like, they're British English muffins. They're not like true. for the queen only. Like they're not yeah. difficult to come by in the uh, in the UK yeah. or America. Like Megan and Harry are like, well, I will miss the crumpets if yeah. we leave. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, it's sort of like somebody in America going like, oh, are you going to eat your English muffins? <laughs> like yeah, the, yeah, they're not there. You get them at the store. It's not a. That's awesome. Anyway, um, uh, this track. is not the English muffin report track or note. the crumpet report. Yeah. The point is, it, it is fun to watch it in the morning, like a yeah. like a cartoon treat, like yeah. you would with your Fruit Loops when you're a kid. Except for for Absolutely. me, it's crumpets and salmon because I'm a weirdo. <laughs> uh, but I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Did get startled because strangely, mm-hmm. for some reason, uh, my Disney Plus account had auto set to uh, being dubbed in Japanese. So oh, I hit the button and a uh, Japanese voice just yelled the Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Basically in Japanese. I was like, what the hell is like, going on? Yeah. So I, I figured that out and then yeah. I settled into enjoying the episode. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I finally went into my Disney Plus settings this week as well to change some things. It's uh, not that, but yes. <laughs> what did you change? Uh, Auto play episodes. Oh, okay. I like watching the credits. I like it, and too. I know all you have to do is slide and select the credit box, and it's it pops back up. Pain in the ass. Just let me choose to go to the next episode. I like pausing on the voice actors. Yeah, and you have it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's. This is not a review of Disney Plus. <laughs> let's get back to the wings of Caradax. So, what was your overall reaction to the episode? 
again, another episode I really enjoyed in this run. I don't know if I'm just so hyper-focused on it right now because I, 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 like we talked before, never had a chance to really watch Clone Wars in this way of, oh, got to review it or focused on it. I think this is an episode that f- five years ago or so, whenever, you know, well, well actually, well, we're well, longer longer away from the start of the Clone Wars, a long time ago, I think this episode would have slid into the background while I was watching and yeah. just like, oh, I got to do the dishes. I got to write an essay. I got to do something else. Not because the episode's bad, but just it's a lot of action and you're yeah. kind of like going on. But because I was focused on it, I, I really got to enjoy it. Uh, it looks great. We keep yeah. talking about how great some of the shots are even and some sequences. So I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought, and we're definitely going to dive into themes, but just simple, direct themes that were f- easy to understand, fun to enjoy, and made me think of other parts of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's definitely the way I felt, too, is a episode of Clone Wars, it, when I got to watch it in a binge way, I would have been like, great, they're escaping, there's action, yeah. that's great, let's go, let's go. And I think in some ways that is is what's going on in this episode, The Clone yeah. Wars does just value hey, we get to tell the story of the Clone Wars yeah. where there's a lot of clones fighting droids and yep. Jedi do cool stuff. And this is definitely an episode that centers Clone on that. Wars. But there are those uh, ideas there, yep. you know, if you really want to look for them and celebrate them. So I thought there was great action in this. And uh, a lot of it is just the, we are following the adventure. They need to escape. The yep. Poltecs need to defend themselves. All that. But I continued to enjoy just this environment, the look of Wat Tambor's mm. uh horrible experiment mm. the fantasy design of the kiridax and the great kind of yellowish mist it's all really yeah. really cool and beautiful um there's some great design that just remind me of all sorts of different science fiction uh but i also just really even though it was a, a light touch on character development yeah. i really felt for echo yep. and felt worried about echo mm-hmm. like i felt like is Echo going to fall off that gear deck? You know, is Echo going to just like, they're going to unplug him and he's going to die. Do they have a subroutine in his brain? I like, yeah. I felt for Echo and I was so successfully angry at Watt Tambor. Yeah. So just like the basics of drama, this episode was like, <laughs> felt fair. sorry for the hero. Yeah. Really hated the villain. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, um, we shared a similar feeling Echo that when, when they, walk out onto the um, the pipe to escape and yeah. he's like second yeah I was like no 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 he's gotta go third what are you doing he's someone's gotta, gotta be between them he's never walked in those <laughs> mechanical legs yeah. before come on guys Anakin's busy leading the way so Rex go first <laughs> yeah and some great uh, beats of comedy as well yeah there really was really successful because mm-hmm. I think sometimes the Clone Wars has a like no, no, no. Part of this is for kids. So the comedy can be very straightforward. In this yeah. one, I felt like it was, it was still straightforward, but really successful yeah. moments of comedy for me. So uh, let's dig into those themes. Like you were saying, I, I don't think they were subtle and they are big Lucas yeah. themes. But the one that I felt like uh, they're going throughout this arc. But the one that really popped to me is this direct conflict between the organic in the mechanical, right. you know, and uh, we talk about that theme a lot. And, you know, I think it really has its its roots, even in a new hope, the difference between a targeting computer and trusting your instincts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes you can find it in Star Wars in interesting, subtle ways, or you can kind of choose to see a beat that way. This is very direct, right? A human is plugged <laughs> into a machine yeah. against his will. So we have that like right there on the surface of uh, with what's going on with Echo's connection to the machinery absolutely it's a it's 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 used as a big turning point plot point it was really i think you just hinted at it too but it's like hard to 
see what really had become of, of Echo, even yeah. in animation form. I'm just like doing the like, oh, that hurt. Oh, that hurts to watch. <laughs> right. The hand and everything. And, and certainly another one of those reflections of what Anakin's to become if you just, hey, hey, hey Annie, stop and look at that. Yeah. You yeah, want especially, that? Especially yeah, later on when, when Rex is giving his speech to the mm-hmm. Poltex. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. just like, look at what they did to him. Yeah. What's going to happen to you <laughs> again? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think in particular, it was just great visuals and great sound design that the once tech uh, frees him from mm-hmm. that idea of he's going to die if he's not attached to the machinery. Yeah. You know, having that stake, then yeah. uh, tech fixing that. But then that gross <laughs> kind of puff of air is those yeah. things get pulled. The cables get pulled out. It just yanked out, man. Yanked out. <laughs> and the, yeah. The back ones were like, okay, that's. That's gross and painful. Yeah. And like the head one, really? Yeah. Okay, come on. Yeah. Uh, and then Echo having that very human sense of humor of Rex mm-hmm. kind of coming back to himself and Rex asking him how he is and him saying, I have a headache. And Rex saying, better to feel something than nothing. Yes. It's like a great U2 lyric, you know, <laughs> um, a heart that bleeds is a heart that beats. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I... I uh, I enjoyed the little exchange. Good old clones going back in time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that that was that level of that theme was really on the surface. For me, it was also reflected by this new thing that I don't believe we've seen before. It, Watt Tambor's Organic Decimator. That sounds like a Beatles song. Uh, <laughs> uh, that Organic Decimator. Watt Tambor's Organic Decimator. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, I mean, just the name. Yeah. Organic Decimator, again, really positioning the bad guys is the symbol of this encrustation of rigid machinery. Yes. Versus creative, flowing, intuitive. And a fun, fun, I say to a killing machine, uh, a a fun reversal of just like the fact that this machine would go after organic uh, folks uh, where we're so used to seeing, even we saw in the episode of, you know, blow something up and all the droids fall down. Right. The droid popper grenades. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, an interesting twist on that. Yeah. I just thought it looked cool. I liked it. Yeah. Weird purple lightning uh, arcing out. Yeah. And I know there was a sequence. I think I do recall seeing that uh, that was cut of uh, where he used it on a, on a pole tech or something as an example. I do remember seeing that. Okay. Uh, but to see it fully again, fully realized. And these episodes have these little changes all the way through. And it's, it, and again, I, I no longer, I, I no longer remember what's happening, which is great. <laughs> um, but to see it fully realized, I thought it looked so good. I was also played kind of wonderfully for comedy comedy in a little way. I don't know. There's a moment where they're putting it through the hole and, the, and Watt Tambor and his aides all kind of look in like, and I was like it was a fun dangerous sequence. Yeah, it was these three villains who all look kind of similar, these muffin top villains. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in, uh, when it, yeah, in the, the really comic, oh no, when, yeah. <laughs> when Wrecker blows everything. And it's all a little bit played for comedy too, because we've got the, the mm-hmm. funny beats of Wrecker throwing people into yeah. the shaft without, uh, <laughs> warning them in Wrecker, mm-hmm. not quite realizing how much danger he's in as Anakin is pulling him away from those purple lightning arcs and Wrecker going, oh no, I don't want this. <laughs> uh, and I gotta tell you, like, I'm getting caught up in the story and not remembering all the beats of this arc. I was like, Wait, does Wrecker die here? Is yeah. he doing a self-sacrifice kind of yeah. go, I'll save you thing? So, uh, 
Uh, and you were happy to see Wrecker live. I was. Ha- I Wrecker's become one of my favorite characters. The comedy is yeah. really successful with Wrecker. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, continuing with this organic uh, versus mechanical theme, I mm. I know we talked last week about we're going to get to see more of these those D wing droids, including their wings, and I think just that direct contrast between here are these kind of. Uh, ugly monstrous yeah. flying things we talked a lot last week about how the d-wings look like tortured abominations yes like, and we have wings <laughs> <laughs> uh that in combination with the kiradax that you their riders seem to have to kind of yeah. bond with a yeah. little bit all that uh and just seeing that direct contrast between these two flying things i love i love the visual i thought the design on the wings looked yeah. really cool uh it's still funny and weird to me to see these flying D-wing droids and to hear kind of like the same but altered kind of Roger Roger kind of voice. Yeah, it seems like they've tried to yeah. dial the wacky down just a little bit. They're more threatening. Their tone is more yeah. threatening, but they're still kind of like as one flying down. <laughs> uh, I, I really, I, I don't know why. I, I've never, I do like the battle droids. I think Battlefront Two has made me appreciate oh, playing yeah. them more. Yeah, uh, you know, I've long since gotten over the Roger Roger of it all. But, but I, I really do like the design of these droids. The feel, the look, a little more threatening. Yeah, and, and and abomination as we keep saying. Yeah, it works for me. Yeah, there's so many great things about them, but it was fun to see the, again these ideas of like, hey, mm-hmm. they figure out how to uh, turn the Kyrdax, yeah. and the D-wing droids keep flying straight on. And, the eagles mm-hmm. are coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and the, the watching the uh, the Kyrdax and the D-wings just made me think of 80s Flash Gordon. Yeah, and it's because the Hawk people and all uh-huh. that. But it just it looked very old school fantasy again, in a in a fun way. Oh yeah, very thirties, forties, fifties sci fi. Yeah, I mean, Watt Tambor immediately makes it nineteen fifty one all, yeah. all the time. But, yeah. <laughs> Tune your AM dial to nineteen fifty one Watt Tambor, and then of course, uh, for me, the last thing that that really resonated in this organic mechanical theme is just the big battle between the separatist droids. And the Poltex. Yeah. You know, Star Wars has so many different uh, instances of the closer to the Earth, more native group of people fighting, you know, the big mechanized army, you know, I think starting really with the Ewoks versus the Empire. Uh, in this field, felt like yet another instance of that. Yeah. You could say it was a repeated beat from many Clone Wars episodes. Like you just said yourself, uh, the big ones, Ewoks. But I think the galaxy's big, and and they still need to go. It, it just makes sense to me that a, a culture would be out there going, "Yeah, we're not sure what's going on here. Yeah. And we, we have to choose." And 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 having that be part of the message, but not the big message, was 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 fine for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's not like the Poltex are like weapons. What are those? Yeah. Like they're walking around they're with there's uh, those weird sort of uh, shell claw. Yeah, sword things. They looked like they were playing a, a rec room smash ball game or something. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I did like that. And I like the lead, the leader. I, I don't recall the leader's name at this point. Um, I really like the design. The design is amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. Face, everything very expressive, good stuff. The animation's just great this season, we keep saying, but something I like. And he was, you know, out there in action. Yeah. Pulling a wounded guy back, yeah. And I just, yeah, I can't say enough about how much I like the sound design of their language and their yeah. voices and, like, that they sound the both kind of frightening and honorable and like yep. yes of course we can't understand that language and yep. just there's it's such a great design uh the other uh, theme that popped to me and uh, uh theme is maybe even a little bit uh much because it's just pretty blatantly said by Watt tambor yeah is just this idea of greed yeah uh and i think the reason that i highlighted that is i think that idea of greed is 
more important to Lucas than we sometimes focus mm. on is Star Wars fans. Um, yeah. I think maybe because it's not a part of Yoda's initial uh, steps to the dark side list right. <laughs> that, he, that he gives to Anakin. But there's a lot of great uh, videos of Lucas talking about oh, yeah. the nature of the light and the dark and talking about greed, that desire to have more and more power. And that yeah. that's why the Jedi are really reluctant to do things because... They don't want more power. They mm. simply want to use the power they have because wanting more yeah. is greedy. And, and it, it once you really tune into that idea of greed being important to Lucas, you do start to hear it a lot mm-hmm. in the prequels. Yep. You know, Yoda mentions it. Uh, that's one of the reasons that Anakin is kind of upset with himself at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith because he's like, when he's talking about I'm not the Jedi I should be, I want more. Mm-hmm. So that idea of greed being really really popping and being utterly the surface of the bad guy was really powerful to me. Uh, yeah. I like it, especially in terms of the separatist, because we, we can have sometimes have those conversations or go down that path of Mina, Mon- Mina Bonteri always comes up of just like, Hey, there were some things they had some good questions on overall, you know, you yeah. kind of, you can approach it from a distance or individuals. Uh, and overall though, the separatists trade federation, techno union, like, driven by this greed and this desire might have, there might be some desire for peace. Uh, at least that's what Newt Gungray says at, the, says at the very end, but I don't think he lived his life like that. No. And this is uh, to see it just in terms of, if you're looking at the Republic versus the separatists and see in that way, I'm uh, not saying the Republic is, is innocent of charges against them, but to, to have Watt Tambor, a leading member, at least in terms of the fandom of the separatists to kind of be like, dropping those terms like return on investment and property and all those kind of things. Yeah. Really uh, fit, fit in well with the Clone Wars overall. Yeah. And, and a couple of lines that, that popped uh, to me in specific. Well, I mean, just the big idea that the arc of Watt Tambor in this episode is he is mad about the financial loss yeah. of Echo and his equipment. Yeah. And, you know, going on to the end even of talking about uh, the setup for next week's episode is I have an idea yeah. to recoup our profit losses yeah is really powerful uh he says they uh they took it techno union property yeah so just the power of calling echo it is not only about the greed of it Mm -hmm. but goes back to that issue of Mm. humanity versus machinery and this extra layer to clones as property or tools of war versus individuals too plays into that as well and 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 for Echo, you know, fingers crossed, recover it <laughs> yeah. in some ways. Yeah, uh, definitely some fears there. Yep. So what hit you about that? Because he mentions it basically three times. He calls it it. He mm. talks about um, uh, a blow to the profit margin and then they did that cliffhanger at the end of recouping yeah. the losses. I think it it, it speaks a lot of... of you know, not just on on the base level stuff and, and in story Star Wars, but if you play it out, just like when you when you see things or people as as assets, or or you pull too far back and and you don't see the individual in front of you, I, I think when you don't, you're less likely to care for them, less likely to have empathy for the situation, compassion, all those good words we should have in our lives and souls. Uh, to have it just so pulled far back. It, it kind of it goes outside of the story to you know I always say like if, if you don't see it you often don't feel it right and and have Watt Tambor just to you know here's part of even if even if the separatists started out in some good point of point of view or hey there's some things we want to talk about or everything and Duke comes in and flames flames up their passions even if they had that good starting point they've these leaders have allowed them to be f- so f- pulled far back right and it's just one of my things uh, we, we all i try to work on better and try to you know 
how, how do you break down titles, names, groups to the individual in front of you and to see what to him or just so blatantly be like, nope, it, yeah. money, yeah. investment. Um, you know, I don't think money's investment are, are inherently bad if you don't, you know, if you, if you do some good things with it. But you know what I mean? Like to see him just kind of be so cold, so calculated, it just really works in Star Wars storytelling and helps drive the point home outside of Star Wars to me. Yeah, I you think know? that's really eloquently you know? said. And it's... Yeah. The, uh, one of the big interesting things to me about the Clone Wars is that it is Lucas really getting to play yeah, in every element of Star Wars that he cared about. And, and you know, Flown even saying, hey, I still I still talk to George, yeah. you know, when I have a, a question. These things were created, yeah. you know, when Lucas was still around. Uh, just that Clone Wars is everything from. Uh, I didn't get to see him fight enough. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. wanted more adventure serial. You know, yeah. I want the droids to be have a wacky adventure. I want this. I want that. And for Lucas to really have this perspective that uh, greed is a danger because it, it is exactly that. It's not having things. It's not being successful. Yeah, that is bad right. from his perspective. It is wanting more for yourself to the point that you dehumanize others. Yeah. And to think about that from Lucas's perspective, how you could look at George Lucas and go, that guy doesn't believe in the accumulation of wealth. Right. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> with all of the action figures I've ever bought, <laughs> he's okay with accumulating wealth. Yeah. The, I think that hope is just to not do that to the point where you see other human beings as nothing but yeah. dollar signs. Yeah. You know, in his life struggles with feeling dehumanized by corporations I think has led him to attempt to lead mm-hmm. a life where he tries to give back. You know, he's building this narrative museum yeah. right to give back. If you look through his life, there are many moments where he has tried to give back. And and I think it's interesting. And this is turned into George Lucas thing. The, the, he was a millionaire before Star Wars. If you read his story and, yeah. and the, the American Zoetrope stuff and working with Coppola, he did have a million. Like he hit that number. Yeah. So he didn't. It wasn't like he wrote on a, a scratch pad and Star Wars made him. He 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 carried in some of those lessons and some of yeah. those beliefs into telling that story. And if like if Empire yeah. failed. He would have been broke. He would have had nothing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he puts it all on the line. Yeah, make no. I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's like I, I think so. He had some of that point of view of like, hey, yeah, you know, I could easily go this direction, or you know, you know, he, he's been pretty consistent his entire life. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. But yeah, and he would not have liked Wat Tambor. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> Wat Tambor is clearly Wat Tambor is probably based on some guy at uh, some corporate office that he really <laughs> had a beef with. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, George's George's itch, you know interesting relationships with unions. It, yeah. I mean, specifically two writers guild and, and, and directors guild. Yes, to have that. You know, I, I would dare say I don't think George is an anti-union guy, but to have these specific two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if Juan Tambor has anything to yeah. do with that. I mean, I think it goes to union. the entire story of yeah. the prequels, right? Because yeah. even the, I think the Jedi are heroes to him. But even then he's like, eh, but right. when an organization gets too big and loses <laughs> track of who it's supposed to be helping. Yeah. Bad things happen. Yeah. So I love that on one hand, for me, this episode is like, uh, yeah, it's mostly just continuing the story in action. Yeah, but but these little ideas are are the tip of the iceberg to these huge things that totally. make Star Wars meaningful. Totally. Um, I also like that the we see a little bit of the contrast of greed in the Poltex being like they could have just said get the hell out of our village. Yeah, you know, but they chose to 
help one another. They chose to be symbiotic with the clones. Mm-hmm. Of, well, they're coming for us and they're coming for you. Let's work together. All that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, we can dive in more, but I, yeah. I just love Rex's moment. I love yeah. his little speech. Yeah. I love that it came from him. Yes. Yes. We, we will definitely dive yep. into that in our, our mm-hmm. second half here. Uh, we've been talking about the morals of the episode, yeah. the moral that was flashed on the screen and uh, yelled at me in Japanese before I turned that off. <laughs> uh, survival <laughs> is one step on the path of living. So this got me thinking, and, and shout out to our buddy Alex Damon, a former and uh, once again down the line will be a guest on the show, I'm sure. Uh, he pointed out that this changed from the original episode, Ooh. which it was it was in War There's No Neutrality, or a uh, paraphrase, but I okay. think that was it. And I do agree that's like, number one, we have kind of seen that before in Star Wars. So to focus on this, it, to know that they changed to that, it had me doing like the... Ooh, let me do a little test. Let me take a little, uh, get on my number two pencil and bubble the right <laughs> answers for what this means. Yeah. I don't know. I took a very personal, just let just survival is, is, uh, you can take it as surviving, paying your bills. I walked away from a car accident or you, you overcome an illness. It's a lot of, a lot of ways to look at survival and, 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 and go on. But I was trying to relate it to, to echo man. Yeah. And his good attitude. Yeah. Regardless of the dark tones or whatever's in his eyes, they're damn, but just to be that I got a headache, like <laughs> we're alive, we're alive. And that's sometimes what matters. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very direct to echo. I, mm-hmm. I admit when I first saw it, I was like, well, that's quite straightforward. Yes. Yeah. You, you can't live if you're not right, alive, right. Yeah, but yeah. yes. But then it, I think it's got some nice, uh, some nice nuance to it mm-hmm. uh, for me, that idea of that is the first thing you need, right? Yeah. To just be alive to live to fight another day yep. the idea of uh, one step on the path of living the fact that it's one step is almost this idea that that's the beginning yeah the the, the baseline you need in order to get to higher fulfillment right. mm-hmm. of being a human yeah and you could look at it and we'll see again seeing what happens we keep making the jokes of, of anything that's what's, what's coming in i gotta tell you again i'm not joking i honestly don't remember the next what might be happening next that's so great i i I just, if, if, if um, luckily my mind washes things away easier and easier as I get older. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, survival sometimes the hardest thing, the hardest thing to appreciate, hardest thing to do, especially if you're coming out of trauma. And if you're looking at what Echo's going on, what's going yeah. on with him, he has every reason to to wither up and give up and, and, and I'm pulling for anything that might happen or pulling for the lessons that can come out of that. Um, so it could be even taken on a pretty deep level. Yeah. Um, beyond just one step forward. Yeah. It also strikes me as you could interpret it as a more eloquent, different point of view way to say what was the original one, which I hadn't known about in war, there is no neutrality. That idea of like, well, yes, if you don't get involved with the war, you might live, but what is going to be the quality of your life if you are living with somebody's uh, boot on your neck. That definitely going to obviously apply to that Poltec moment. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I hadn't thought about it in those ways, yeah. Because I think the when I started thinking about it, the thing that flashed in my mind immediately was Jyn Erso. Yeah. Particularly as her story gets developed in Rebel Rising, where she's got the, I don't want to be involved in this. There's the, every time I see the Empire or the Rebellion, mm-hmm. there's just explosions and death. Right. I just want to survive. And there's great arcing story of Jyn getting to that point where, uh, it, just surviving isn't enough. I have to right. live for something. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely a powerful theme in Star Wars. Uh, and, I, and and it's okay that sometimes that might be repeated. But I, I do like I do like you you spinning it back to the Poltex. Uh, that that does 
make a lot of sense that, that you know, cool. You now you've got to survive, and then you can have a better life if you if you get it and you're willing to die for it. All those kind of things. Yeah, that, that's I like these themes that can go into uh, how you interpret them too. Yeah, yeah, you know? it, it makes it a lot part of, fun. of the fun. Yeah, because some of them are just like yeah. don't lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not they're not quite that simple, but yeah. <laughs> Clone Wars rages built on lies. <laughs> Don't lie. Don't lie. The ultimate episode or uh, moral of <laughs> Clone Wars episode would be great. Uh, teaching everybody how to not lie. Yeah. Uh, we always like to talk about the action in the first half here. Did you have a favorite action moment in this very action-packed episode? I did. And there's a lot to choose from, a lot one might talk about when we break down the episode a little bit more in the second half. But the my favorite moment was not uh, well. Yes, it was a moment of action. It was smart action. I loved when they were welding the doors shut. Oh yeah. I don't know why it was. It's like, well, that's smart. And I'm like, how come other clones haven't done that? You got to be this bad batch to figure that one out. I don't know if I've seen it before, or missed it. You got a sense it. that they've done that a lot too, right? It's a, well, the fact that the one on top, one on the bottom, let's get this done, meet in the middle, let's yeah. do it. I was like, this is, this is, I like this. Team. Yeah. There's a lot in the action that was about their unity, right? Yeah. Especially after starting with the bad batch and the, the regs mm-hmm. kind of being a little bit out of sync. Uh, and all of them were kind of so working in unison. That was really cool to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had two kind of favorite moments of action. Uh, the D-Wing sticking his head through the doors. Uh, that okay. yes. was really, you know, gross uh, horror. That really, you know, was like John Carpenter, like, oh, uh-huh. God, the thing got its head in the door. And the fact that record just rips it off. I'm so glad you mentioned that. It was it was shining like. Yes. <laughs> Here's D-Wing droid. <laughs> uh, and it was... Uh, they're, they're so dinosaur-like in their design, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Couple, there was a couple shots of them walking forward. It was like, right. it looks like Velociraptors or something. Yep, like T-Rex. there were D-wings all up in the kitchen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that <laughs> moment, I'm glad you mentioned that moment. I did, and it was, it, again, this is where the 2020 or probably 18, 2017 animation, like, looks so good. Yeah. It's just, it looked really good. It looks great. I also loved uh, the big Anakin springing into action. That was, that was great. And the, the exchange of dialogue of still showing off general, you know, me echo, right. It's a nice, a really nice moment. And always great to, to reinforce like, yeah, the, the Jedi make a big difference on the battlefield. I like it when that gets emphasized. All right. So that is our look at kind of the, some of the big picture stuff. We are going to take a quick break and then we are going to dive into all the little details. We will back, be back in just a moment and we will still be on the wings of Caradax. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And we are back, jumping off the wings of the Caradax to go down into the village of details. Uh, so just going to kind of walk through the episode. I don't think this episode had uh, as many of... Uh, it didn't have an episode like or a scene like last week's episode with the uh, Padme and the Obi Wan and that right. kind of that rippling out. Oh my God, this is huge Star Wars, you know, lore canon. Mm-hmm. You know, I think this was a lot more about the, these people, these moments, these details. Yeah. Um, but I did think there was some some interesting stuff. So we learn early on that this mission isn't authorized. Uh, I mean, we knew that, but they talk mm. about it more that Anakin and the clones can't call for help. Did that hit you? Did that successfully raise the stakes for you? That reminder that a big platoon wasn't swooping in. Obi-Wan wasn't coming in to the rescue. Yeah. It was this small group alone. I So I really like it. I really like it in terms of the episode. Uh, it's 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 not like a sitcom bottle episode, but it's like, you got to deal with this. You're all together. You're not getting yeah. out of it. You're either out of it together or not. I, I did uh, have a, a, a fun reaction. It, it's, I guess if I was working for one of those clickbait websites, I'd be like, plot hole, let it. It wasn't. <laughs> it's just a fun thing of like, what if they did? What if they called back and said, hey, Anakin here, we got Echo. Guess what? He is alive. Guess what? He's been using and we need help. Would anyone in the Jedi Order be like, nah, <laughs> unauthorized mission? I don't know. Um, but 
I don't need it to happen. I don't. Yeah. Need, I don't need a scene explained to me why Obi Wan didn't show up or anything. <laughs> it like would have been nice to just cut to uh, Mace Windu <laughs> stroking his chin, trying to decide because they do say that they sent out yeah. a request for evacuation and haven't heard yeah. anything. And then Anakin's like, "Well, it's not an authorized mission. We we probably won't." Yeah, which again is part of the fun of, of just Bad Batch being there. It's one of right. those uh, you know, this is the Expendables. This is like yeah. you're, you're going in, you're not coming out. So I did like it a lot. I had a lot of fun with the moment. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, what I liked about it is you know, kind of in Star Wars lore, like that's Anakin Skywalker. And we have been mm-hmm. treated to multiple episodes of the Bad Batch, absolutely destroying. And then Rex, yeah. like on one hand, you're like, well, it's fine. They'll plow through everything. Yeah. So it was nice to try to reset those stakes of like, yeah, no, they're the big heroes and they're badasses and they're cool. But they, this is the horror of the mechanization. Yeah. They have endless numbers of these droids and even these collection of, you know, ultimate Star Wars badasses yeah. are like, damn, we have to retreat. I, so I, I don't, are you, do you want to specifically get into that pipe scene is what yeah, I'm Yeah, yeah, it? yeah. I loved it because there's some great comedy and record just keeps winning me over because I'm, I'm afraid of falling too. Like a lot of people <laughs> are. And I'm a, I'm a Ophi that's just run through things like record. I'm just not as strong. Um, so I like that scene as going on and it's like, all right, cool. You know, something's probably going to happen. First of all, you get that epic shot. That's one of my favorite shots in recent Star Wars. Right. When they're in the middle they're of the pipe, the middle the droids of it, on either side. And it's yeah. there for a second. Frame that, and put it on a wall. Beautiful, I thought it was beautiful, yellow, misty clouds. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there's something about, and it can go on, go back. And they can't get out of it without the Caradax. Yeah. It's just kind of, and I made the joke to the reference to the Eagles from Lord of the Rings, but it takes, you and I have talked about, your, your first uh, thing you loved about the Porg screaming on the fact is like, it's it's there too. It's part of this. It's yeah. feeding off Chewie. Let's go fight. And to have, uh, they, it's like, Caradax are in this too. And they, they join in the fight later. But yeah. I, I thought that was a great moment that they couldn't just get out of it yeah yeah and that you know? anakin was concerned that anakin was like Boop, I get back <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah i liked uh i liked the revelation that uh the you know the mechanization has its flaws and that echo mm-hmm. has all of the information now yeah. too so he he knows how to get him out and it's just such great classic uh star wars that well, you're not going to like it. Yeah. Like, okay. What aren't they going to like? Yeah. A slim pole with no railings <laughs> and then, uh, escalating that it, it, yeah, building, building yeah. on records fear of heights. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And at first it's kind of like comedy. Like we have to take an elevator. Ha ha uh-huh. ha. You have to be in the top of a skyscraper record. Yep. Uh, to no, no one would like, uh, <laughs> I was like, crawl guys, crawl hands and knees, <laughs> grab that thing. Hands and knees. Come on. Uh, I can't. I love heights. Put me at Glacier Point in Yosemite, looking out the valley. You get me two feet within the edge. Yeah. I go ghost white. I start sweating. You have to pull me back. <laughs> I, I feel you, Wrecker. I feel you. Yeah. Understandable. Uh, I think one moment of comedy that I really liked within this sort of raising of stakes and, you know, uh, escalation of uh, high places without rails in Star Wars mm-hmm. is Anakin asking, uh, does anyone have a brilliant idea? And Tech just saying. <laughs> I do have a brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a great subversion of a kind of action adventure movie yeah. trope. Uh, I like tech. And I really do. I like tech when I first, uh, when we first met him, I think just this beat elevated him to definitely yeah, yeah. My, my favorite now of the, of the bad batch to that. He has this brilliant idea that it has, that he has recorded the Kiridak screams. And I believe it's Hunter who just says like, it's his hobby. He records everything. It's <laughs> like, Hey, 
a little creepy tech <laughs> and be such a cool idea and such a cool plan of like, I, I recorded yeah. their scream so they will come to us. I, I, in, in that moment wanted tech to have the name of uh Neb Nert or Turb <laughs> Net, Net, uh, Net Turb and just have him be like a uh, uh, Neb. I've got to get it right. Neb Turt Turb. Anyways, Ben Burt backwards. Cause got that's it. what Ben Burt would go do. Right. That's the blaster sound. That's everything. It's like, Oh, I have this sound of a wire. I tapped with a, a screwdriver one day. You are right. You know, you are totally right. He is the Ben Burt of the bad batch. <laughs> yeah, he is. Why would you have this? Why not? Turb neb. Yeah. Turb neb. Sorry. I Turb, couldn't get it right. Yeah. I have trouble enough spelling forward, not backward. Um, so yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. You just, it's like, Yep. Yep. This is what I do. I'm tech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel about the literal jumping onto the Kyrdax? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I don't like it. I, mean, I liked it in terms of the show. I, I have the, I was watching this morning going, nope, nope, <laughs> nope. I die. I die. Right. I die because you got to time that you, we literally just did that. You yeah. and I in Jedi fallen order, right? Yes. Uh, oh my gosh, that and, one level. Yeah. You had to do it again and again. And I missed and it. It upset lot. me and it scared me and it <laughs> triggered me. Why? And this, I was like upset with the Kyrdex. You know what's going on. The Eagles wait for Gandalf. Just come on. Get onto there. <laughs> float. Hover for a little bit. Let him jump down. But worked out great. Yeah. I like that Anakin is the one who asks, him, How do we get on these? Like, jump. I'm like, well, kind of not a problem for Anakin. Like, yeah. this is going back to Attack of the Clones. Like, he does this on the regular. This is how he gets to work in the morning is jumping off a tall <laughs> yeah. thing and landing on a moving object. No this, problem, right? This is why I hate flying. I hate when he does that. Yeah. I hate when he does that. Uh, I think definitely it's one of those things of like, all right, I have to expand my mind of Star Wars canon that clones are, this is one of the training uh, missions they go through on Camino uh-huh. of uh-huh. jumping off high things onto moving objects. Because having done this yeah. in video games is like, yes, no, I... It, I would miss the timing. Oh God. I would absolutely miss. Most people would miss like amazing yeah. clones. Don't miss. Yeah. Echo. Echo did it too. Yeah. Uh, so then we get on to the, uh, they're, they're chased uh, by the, the D wings and have that moment we talked about where they, they figure out how to mm-hmm. veer with the Kyrdak and uh, smash the one D wing droid and, and briefly escape for the other in the clouds. They get reunited with the uh, Poltex, the uh, D wing droids, uh, do a reconnaissance buzz and, and one of them escapes. Uh, so that's all functional. So they, they know, yeah. Uh, as Anakin says, if I know what Tambor, he's, he's sending, uh, yeah, he's sending droids. So Poltex understandably mad that war is coming to them. Cause that is exactly what they asked to not happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Rex goes on this speech that you and I have been talking about, yeah. talking about. So let's talk about it. Yeah. Tell me about what you loved. So again, yeah, you could say this is a moment we've seen in Clone Wars many times before. Uh, a, a, a culture on the outside of the galaxy. Um, yeah, the just, Lerman, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, just who's not involved in the war or anything. And, and, and hey, we got to choose. Hey, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. We have heard that, heard that before. But look at it in terms of just Rex having a moment. We talk about the relationship with, with the clones and the war and while they're fighting and, and how they, they definitely realize, Hey, we're people too. We're not numbers off of an assembly line. Yeah. And the weird relationship with it. So to have him have that moment to not have Anakin can be like, well, look, the Jedi say, or even Obi-Wan to boss Ness and Qui-Gon to boss Ness. Not, not to have that moment to have Rex do it because his, the echoes meant so much to him. It was his, 
idea, but his hunch, his, his foreboding, uh, shadowy hunch that something's going wrong. His sense of that. That's, yeah. that's my friend. That's my I, friend. I hu- hu- humanity in this algorithm. Yeah. And, and yep, there's some echoes again with Anakin and Vader and all those kind of things, but to have that moment of just like, no, this is why we fight. And this could be you. Yes. This could be you, you very wonderfully, beautifully organic yeah. culture that's flying in the sky with your little uh, Kiridax yeah, your or sim- big ones. symbiotic relationship with the Kiridax. Look, yeah. and, and the reaction to have all the Kiridax, or, Kiridax, or the Poltex be <gasps> when they really focus on him. When they see him. <laughs> Poor yeah. Echo's just kind of standing there like, yep, hey, <laughs> I, I. So I, that's why the moment really worked for me. Yeah, yeah. I think we noted it last week. This is another, you know, this is Rex's version of whipping off the sunglasses yep. to take the helmet off and get <laughs> yeah. get the humanity of yes. like I'm taking the mask off I'm taking the yeah. you know mechanization off if you will and, and here's here's my face and specifically they took away his freedom his humanity tried to turn him into a machine there you go right like these are central Star Wars ideas and it's so hard and painful to hear mm. that and see Anakin nodding along I know. and going like Anakin's going to do that to himself. Yep. He's going to allow that to be done to him. He's going to do it to himself. Part of, part of the layers of the torture. But yeah, it's like, hey, Poltex, choose one or all of these. Going to happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going to take away your freedom, your humanity. And you're right. I, I, the the Poltex <gasps> yeah. uh, is really, you know, it, mm. it's it's one of those beautiful, like, yeah, it'd be great if, if, uh, different people could be convinced, you yeah. know, to, to see here's, you know, the exhibit a of horror mm-hmm. and for them to immediately understand yeah, and empathize. I think that's what I'm struggling towards to, to have that, that the Poltex have immediate empathy mm-hmm. that they, mm-hmm. that it's not like too bad that happened to you, weirdo get out of our village. Yeah. But they can immediately empathize and go, we imagine the horror of what that would be. Mm-hmm. It's not something that just happened to you. We can imagine what it would feel like to happen to us and therefore we care. Yep. Yep. You feel it. You see it. You feel it. It's all there in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we get into, I think what had been the original, uh, as you were telling me, uh, moral of this Mm -hmm. episode, uh, we're the, just the basic, like the war is going to come to you eventually. Mm -hmm. So choose a side. Yeah. Which again, Anakin is still being a little less, assertive and aggressive than we've seen him at many moments in the Clone Wars. Right. In other moments of Clone Wars, that might've been like a fist wagging. Yeah. Yelling, come on, get in the fight. But he's still a little bit chilled out in this Mm. arc. So I like that. He's just like, war's going to come for you and you're going to have to choose a side eventually. Like, uh, that, that's interesting to me. Yeah, he's very Aragorn in this uh, in this mo- you know scene. Just uh, open war is upon you. It's 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 here. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so then we get into the big battle. Uh, they were not named in the episode, but old Wikipedia told me that these are called Octopatara Tridroids. Droids. Gotcha. Yeah. Let's try it again. Octopatara uh, Tridroids uh, or Walkers, as Anakin said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it would have been weird if. Anakin was like, Octopus. sorry, though, let me try to say that again. Octopus, uh, uh, they're like octopuses. Though uh, I think a certain section of Star Wars fans would have wanted Anakin to say, go to the Octopara tridroids, <laughs> who we also call walkers during some situations. Uh, yeah, and have Rex uh, answer back. You can't just say walkers, sir. Yeah. <laughs> General, we need the specifics. It's a plot hole if you just say something quick. Yeah. Mm. Did you say at-at? That's not how it's said, General. <laughs> It's 8080 now. 
get it right, General. Uh, so then there is the big battle. Uh, we see the the clones. You know, are mm-hmm. the Bad Batch in Rex are are kicking ass, but they also seem like yep. they're stressed. Uh, we see some uh, Poltex die for you. Like, um, mm-hmm. what did you enjoy about this as an action scene? Any kind of bigger ideas in play in this action scene for you? What I enjoyed from it was just some fun playground action. And, you know, you're getting your, you know, your GI Joe system. I keep drawing the conclusion, uh, the, the, the comparison to, um, uh, specialized units within GI Joe. And that's what the bad batch reminds me of. It's total eighties. Yeah. This one's the brawny. This one's this, you know, or transformers. They all form a, a giant constructicon robot. Um, but so there's <laughs> from that. So it's just a lot of cool stuff. Uh, there's one shot kind of pulled back of the walkers, uh, coming in. And I'm like, this is like Spielberg's War of the Worlds or Orson Welles' War of the Worlds, uh, even, you know? Uh, yeah, uh, Orson Welles' radio, so yeah. you can imagine it. But yeah, yeah but yeah, it totally reminded me of uh, War of the Worlds, the 50s one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, just great, you know, and, and, and somewhere Lucas is probably smiling, and, yeah. you know. Uh, it really looked good. So from that point, and then the flip side of it is just the horrors. I mean, you made it in your notes here, but like some real clear kind of graphic death on the Poltex side mm-hmm. and one of the Kyrdex, which gets me just every thought. Oh, oh yeah. Kyrdex. Yeah. I didn't like the Kyrdex so much. Yeah. yeah. It just, it can, I was curious to see since Disney plus has been uh, mm. real weird PG 13 yeah. in sense, I think rebels and certainly resistance mm. dialed back on the violence and clone wars would be like, Hey, we're on Cartoon Network. It's for kids. Here's lots and lots and lots of death. Clone Mm -hmm. Wars has always been Mm -hmm. uh, much more brutal. So I was curious to see if they would tone it down. And uh, for this one Poltec shot, nope. No. It really, the the droid just pushes him down and shoots him. him. And in some ways it's like, if you're gonna, you know, it's not graphic. It's not, uh, you know, it's not saving Private Ryan, right? Right. Yeah, right. but it is like, the, you know, war is real. I kind of appreciate the, they don't just give a pep speech and then all the Poltec survive. There's right. not this sort of, eh, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's, it's a great sci-fi fantasy uh, balance to yep. say there are consequences. Yep. But that doesn't necessarily mean don't fight. That makes the, the choice to, to get involved that much more powerful and, and to see it uh, on display is a good choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I like seeing, mm-hmm. I thought for me the other thing that was really powerful in this scene is uh, going from the first episode of this arc where Rex was trying to get on board with them. They were trying to get on board with Rex. They were absolutely accepting Rex's commands. Yeah. But the Bad Batch was in sync in their own way. But it also seemed like they were kind of going out of their comfort zones and improvising. Mm-hmm. I like that moment where uh, the Oc. Oh boy, Octopatara <laughs> Tridroid was going to stomp on the Poltec. Yeah. And for a second, I thought, this, well, that's going to happen because yep. uh, this is brutal. And Wrecker catching it. Yeah. And then having that moment of uh, fear for Wrecker again. Again, like, yeah, yeah. Is he just going to be ground into yeah. dust? Yeah. You know? And there's also something just kind of, um, there's a great tension in Anakin standing above it all, watching it, kind of calling the shots and mm. just being like, Anakin, what are you doing? Yeah, like, yeah. on the one hand, it's like, oh, you're being a general, you're being a Jedi, you're being passive, you're only right. going to act when you're needed. But at the same time, like, get in get there. there! Come on, Anakin! Fly that dragon into battle! <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. then when he does get into action in that... Because uh-huh. Anakin's been a little... He, he has been understanding of Rex's emotions towards Echo. Yeah. 
But I think he's had this like a little bit of I'm removed and I'm trying to step back and instead of be the passionate one, mm-hmm. check on Rex and go like, are, are you sure you're not making right. rash decisions? So to have that moment of actual connection between uh, Echo yeah. and Anakin, where he's like, you know, still showing off, you know, it reminds you of that. Yeah. Echo has been in these battles with Anakin many times before. Right. And that delivery of his of like, ah, you know me. Yeah. It's not at all cocky. It's just calm. And yeah. then to see him do great, big, fun Jedi stuff, culminating yep. in the the leap away and the push forward with the Force was really cool. The leap was really good. It looked yeah. good. Again, these episodes are just looking so fantastic. I loved that moment a lot. Yeah. So great, great big action scene with some uh, great World of World War of the Worlds vibe and some sad, sad uh, yeah. pull tech casualty. Mm-hmm. So then getting towards the end of the episode, we get that uh, it's ominous time yeah. because they won the battle. Bum, bum, bum. But we get Wat Tambor saying we're going to recoup our losses. Yeah. And we get uh, Rex saying to Echo, well, Echo thanking Rex yeah. for coming for him, which had lots of, right. you know. Han Solo to Luke, uh, you know, resonance, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, Echo and Rex having the ominous old times. Yeah. Rex saying, it's going to be just like old times. And Echo's in, yeah, <sighs> old, old times. <laughs> so, uh, how did that stuff hit you? What, what did it make you think of her or uh, feel? Well, I mean, you know, ominous indeed. Like I love this little moment. He's back. And I, cause the whole time the whole episode, I'm not going to say Echo recovered fast because it's just you needed him, but, you know, and he wasn't, like, in the thick of that. He was up there shooting when he could and everything, and he's climbing. But, like, you know, I would want to sit down a little bit. Yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, he's going strong. But um, I don't know. At the end, I'm I'm, I'm scared of what's happening next. Again, luckily, everything just seems to pop out of my mind. I don't remember what's going on. And, I again, credit to Alex Damon. He put this in my head of, um, does he, does he, is he plugged into, does he know anything about order, order 66 or anything? No, no, mm. coming. I, and I don't know how that would work logistically or if yeah. the inhibitor chip was, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, what is, is it, is it specific to him or is it something bigger coming down the line that he knows of? Or is he just like, yeah, I didn't like the old times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that yeah. ominous, like what he meant by old yeah, times. Old times. That's where I'm going. Yeah. I think I just emotionally really took it as, the sort of inevitability of change. Mm. And I think there's a lot of that, uh, in star Wars. Like I, I thought of Shmi saying, you can't stop the change anymore. Right. You can stop the sun from setting of Rex wants to cope with this tragedy by going, I fixed it. Mm-hmm. And you'll, we'll, we'll get those uh, disturbing holes in your body. All plugged up. We'll right. get you back in the arm and it'll be Rex and echo again. And I think echo having been through this, just knowing, I am fundamentally changed and there's no point in denying it. I will never just be the echo I was again. Yeah. Which we've talked about before that comes up a lot of just, you know, I don't know what today's like a Lord of Lord of the Rings cross reference, but just, <laughs> you know, the Frodo thing of, you know, the gray havens of just, yeah, you can't go back. I, I, I can, I can see yeah. some of that in there too. But I also really like the, uh, the functional thing. And I do feel like that was, uh, set up of, mm. he doesn't just know the layout of, yeah, this base, like what, what technology has the techno union been mm-hmm. developing? And, uh, yeah. yeah, I, I have read bits and pieces of the animatic. Uh, I know one thing that's allegedly going to happen, but right. I am in the same place. And again, I know, uh, listeners, some of you know the animatic by heart. So, uh, we are coming at it 
from a place of uh, blissful ignorance yep. for the most part uh, right now. Mm-hmm. So we have the freedom to speculate again. I know. Uh, I really do. Speculation yeah. is kind of weird right now when half of the audience knows exactly yeah. what's going to happen. The other half uh, yeah. isn't sure. But for me, I'd be really excited to see, okay, Echo Rex took this risk. Anakin backed him. Mm. Echo was alive. Humanity is being valued. So it would be great to see some, uh, positive thing happened for the Republic because of that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I could be able to go like, you know, the techno unions developing this thing yeah. that we can try to put a stop to decimator at large, a big decimator 2.0, you know? Yeah. Or, or yeah. Uh, but then on the flip side, the Watt Tambor thing still has me frightened that he's got some yeah. flip to switch and that he can yes. spy through echoes eyes on Repu- mm. on the Republic and yeah, you know, is going to do something horrible there. So uh, mm. I'm looking forward to next week, but bracing yeah. for sadness. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, no, truly, it, it's been a blessing to have uh, a busy time in my life where now I don't remember uh, what's going on in the episodes I've already read. Yeah, yeah. What do you want the uh, sort of uh, not necessarily literal conclusion of the Bad Batch, but the Bad Batch themselves, those characters? What do you want the kind of last beat, the grace note of their story to be i have been thinking just in terms of the literal like cool cool what happens to them do yeah. we do do they do we know what they do they get involved they would have been great help in revenge of the sith uh just those questions we have sometimes as fans and the send-off and kind of this do do they impart with some final lesson to the regs yeah or some definitely the respect i would love them to have the respect for the regular clones yeah and how they've come together and work and change from just this brash uh, cocky confident uh, uh you know standoffish group in the beginning particularly yeah. crosshair and to actually be part of the team but still having to go do what they do have some good handshake, some predator handshake moment. Give me a, oh, yeah. give me a Carl Weathers, uh, uh, Schwarzenegger handshake or something. Yeah. Cause they doubted Rex. So yeah. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think that I want them to put some respect on yep. Rex. Right. Yep. yep. And I think, yeah, and then for Rex to give it back of like, you know, I learned yeah. a lot from watching you, you know, I've never yeah. seen four clones more in sync, yep. you know, that yep. kind of thing would be awesome. Any other characters or moments or planets or anything you wanted to mention? There's something I've been thinking about it and, and I've been seeing it a little bit in the Twitter sphere. So certainly not something I uh, thought of myself here, but I do enjoy now having a little more subtext to Anakin and Mustafar kind of seeking out and being real upset at Watt Tambor. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. <laughs> Right? It's like, I, yeah, that's great. I've always loved is a weird thing to say about a vicious massacre. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, the Jedi temple attack is something in the moment he's been convinced that he has to do. Has to do. To increase his strength in mm. the dark side. You know, obviously he's got lots of reasons to be angry yeah. at uh, at the Jedi. But the Separatists, like going back to that discussion with Tarkin in the Citadel episode, yes. of like sometimes I don't think we go far enough. Just like the... Uh, the horrible dark side. Yeah. I get to just slaughter them all. And then, yeah, this really does add some weight. I was thinking about that too. Of like, what happens to what? Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's sitting at the end of that table, right? Yeah. That's going to, uh, yeah. Darth Vader's going to end your profit stream. Watt Temple. Yeah. Like, that's what's going to happen. Like now I want to see that moment again. Like I, I mean that we never really see. I want the door to close and have Anakin's line. Like, 
you know, like you just said, or just like, <laughs> hey, this is for Echo. I still I still like him or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. And I love that. Uh, I I just really do love when the movies we know so well can occasionally get some added context or make you think about something, a scene you've seen fifty times again. Yeah, you know, I just love that stuff, and I think that's part of the fun of the supplemental material, comics, novels, maps, whatever it is, and and, and an episode like this where you know Anakin at that moment. You were so focused on Newt Gun- Gunray saying, but Sidious promises peace, which is really just a lesson, and you fell for something else, you yeah. scummy guys. But um, uh, to have a, a moment of, oh, yeah, this I'm, I'm not a, a mindless cyborg Vader now who's kind of at war with himself. I'm Anakin. I don't like you, what damn boy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you're going to have a conversation with my lightsaber yeah, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, very aggressive non-negotiations. Yeah, I totally agree. That's, that's such a great example of that scene is totally uh, explicit and easy to understand in the film. Yeah. You know exactly what's going on, but uh, stories like this, if you're kind of the kind of Star Wars fan who wanna, wants to dive into them, enrich what's already in the movie yep and it's it's great uh only other moment i really wanted to uh, respond to is just kind of a couple of comments and thoughts about jedi okay. like uh, i love that hunter said hard to you know keep up with the jedi or hard to you know mm. top a jedi i like mm, just yeah. r- reminding us because you know sometimes in the clone wars one small critique i have sometimes the jedi are just like uh, they're just deflecting blaster bolts and like right. other times like come on unleash uh, so it was fun to see hunter this leader of this really great uh group go like yeah i mean yeah. it's uh <laughs> we we're can't good. we yeah, we're good but we we can't do that that's that's cool that's what a jedi is yeah uh and then the the jedi are welcome here mm-hmm. this is another kind of bittersweet moment of yeah. this is really an arc that is showing anakin is a is a hero and mm-hmm. seeing that connection with these, what are presented to us as, you know, kind and thoughtful and, and brave society yeah. of people uh, saying, we recognize that you're a good person and you're welcome. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Aww. oh, yeah, oh, the tragedy. Uh, all right. So we are going to wrap up our mm-hmm. look at On the Wings of Kyrodax, uh with some uh, fun questions, as we always do. Action figure. If you could have an action figure of anything you saw in this yeah. week's episode, what do you got? So I wouldn't mind just eventually a, a Poltec, uh, the Poltec leader again. I, I don't remember his name. But give me a three-pack of Watt Tambor and his assistants <laughs> radio control that I can just drive around my kitchen floor. Just floating around yeah. uh, terrorizing the chihuahuas. I don't, yeah, exactly. I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not saying I, uh, I'm rooting for Watt Tambor, but I just there's something about the floaty, floaty, yeah. just on, on wheels or whatever. Going yeah, I think that's what there. it is. I think that was those wheelie rolls yeah. in the back of their sneakers that yeah. the kids like so yes. much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man, I, I think in the first episode I brought up tech, but this one, I want uh, the three and three quarter tech with Kiradak, mm-hmm. and I want you to be able to hit a button on Tech's back and hear the Kiradak oh, scream, right? yeah, that's a great idea. And you can use Tech uh, to, re- to record things in your real life. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to record my brother's scream, and then he'll have to come running on my Tech 3 and 3 quarter with Kiradak action figure. Mm-hmm. All right, to close us out, we've been doing a moral for our podcast episodes. Uh, Ken, what is the uh, moral of this episode of the Clone Wars Report? I, I think today's lesson is sometimes you have to jump. Sometimes you have to jump. Yeah. And with that, we are going to uh, jump out of the balcony <laughs> onto the wings of some Kiradaks. Until next week, this has been the Clone Wars Report. <laughs> <laughs>
deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.